0: Brain Candy by creators for creators.
1: After they brought you back from your time in the collective, do you honestly feel that you regained your humanity? Yes. smoking and drinking in space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. This week we head to Space Vegas as we discuss the next episode of Star Trek Picard. It's season one, episode five, Stardust City Rag. But first, he's the outrageous space pirate, my flamboyant space pimp. It's James. How are you doing, James? I am
2: fantastic. We are on our way to a Town! Oh,
1: God fucking damn it. Jesus fucking Christ. I hate you. <laughs> He's the space samurai who's not pretending to be a space samurai. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I know kung fu. All <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> <You're> right, Neo. <sighs>
3: uh,
1: how's everybody's week been, Rob? I, I know your week has been pretty rough. You've got the Corona media going, and yes, it's, yes, it's running it's, rampant.
3: It's official. Um, just because the dick is covered in green fuzz doesn't mean it's going to give you penicillin. Uh, stay away from <laughs> Green Fuzz Dicks.
2: No, no. That is that is as far away from Flavortown as you can
3: get. It is. I don't
2: I I, I have nothing. I, I can't follow up with anything with Corona Yeah. Which for those of you who don't know what coronamidia is, it is a cross between the coronavirus and chlamydia, which is obviously
3: what Rob has. Yeah. It is. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Doctor told me. <laughs> Rob, you got any news for us? Um, I've got lots of news. This is going to be kind of uh, news heavy. This should take, you know, 30, 40 minutes.
1: Okay, let's uh, cut it down to uh, less than half of that.
3: Okay, perfect. Um, Picard episode five came out this week. Oh, good. check it out.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll, uh, awesome. I'll
3: check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we got? Well, I'm going to do what they call a callback in the biz. Uh, for our, Yeah, for our uh, <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, if you ever listened to uh, episode 39 of Satis, uh, where we discussed uh, the movie Moon, uh, excellent movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. We uh, talked about a news article where this uh, indie game developer is blaming Discovery that they stole his idea for tardigrades and space shit, right? And we thought it was preposterous.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember that news article, yeah.
3: Yeah, well, I've got an update on that. Um, He lost. Surprise. there's hope. Yeah, but there's hope. Um, Doorknobs out in the universe uh, have started a GoFundMe, and uh, they are trying to um, raise some capital so that he can appeal
2: okay wait 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 before we start like throwing around doorknobs like the fucking universe is populated with robs with chronomidia <laughs> let's just let's take a second take a deep breath inhale uh, hold I'm not it.
3: going to um, uh, yeah I don't I'll want you to die and then, then it hurts. exhale yeah.
2: all right now now just go to your happy place Rob whatever fucking weird porn fuzz dick porn you go to for your happy place it's corn porn Chuck corn porn <laughs> My, my happy place, believe it or not, is uh, Discord born, born. last night. No, when Jason was losing his mind because Guy Fieri was everywhere. I wasn't losing my mind. Oh, you were. It was glorious. And let's go to Flavortown now. So the guy who's who who just lost the case and he's going to reappeal or appeal. I don't think he's reappealed. He's just appealing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He, uh, <laughs> he, he got advice from a former uh, circuit court justice. Circuit court judge, like a big one.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Who's like, no, you have a case. Like you have a legit case. I used to do this. And so he's bringing this guy on board of his legal team. So I know you two don't think he's got a case, but somebody with, you know, a lot more experience and knowledge in the legal realm thinks he has a case. I don't know. I didn't look into it because, honestly, I didn't give a fuck about Tardigrades in Discovery, and I don't give a fuck about Tardigrades in not Discovery.
3: But wait, you do give a fuck about Discovery.
2: uh, Yeah, but, like, just second season. I don't
1: know what the chain of events would be where they would know about his work, though. I don't think that was established in the previous news article, and I haven't read this current news article, so... But apparently the court didn't think that that had been established either. I mean, people can have similar ideas and implement those ideas in similar ways, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're violating copyright.
2: There has to be some
1: chain that that links those ideas
2: together. And I totally understand that. And you would think that a former judge would understand that as well. And so if he's the one who's been pushing this guy, to go and and appeal and to to uh, you know sue, you would think that he thinks that there is some established uh, uh, chain there that you know should be able to, to be looked at and and corroborate what this guy is saying, which is that Star Trek writers for Discovery, whoever the the two guys are, uh, stole his idea for tardigrades or at least pilfered portions of it to use for their own. You know,
3: storytelling. Nefarious means. Yes. Designs. Yeah. Yes. I can I can see them rubbing their hands together and laughing maniac- maniacally. maniacally now. Yeah, yeah. But are you
2: hallucinating because of the Corona media or are no. you just? Okay.
3: <laughs> oh, all right. So I'm ready for the next news. All right, let's go. <laughs> all right. Um, James? Yes. Save
2: $60. 4
3: a animatronic Baby Yoda I already child figure it. coming out. <laughs> He's already got Pre-order, it
2: pre-ordered.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah,
2: thanks. Thanks for the yeah. old news. Yeah, dude, it I'm just already came out. I'm all
1: over that. I'm yeah. all over I that like I you a You were all green fuzz
3: covered dick. But our listeners might not be all over it, and it's as much for you as it is for them. Uh, well, you said me, like you were just like, "Hey, James." Yeah, I just wanted. to Okay, make well, you sure didn't you had say, had "Hey, listeners." Already.
2: Well, yeah, but you didn't say, "Hey, listeners," you you were directing that at me. He knows hey, about your,
1: your your cigar your ready. problem and wanted to make sure <laughs> that you set aside money for <laughs> for your daughter, uh, Baby Yoda. Look, look I am I daughter. am
2: well under eight hundred cigars now.
3: Thank you very I, much, sir. Actually, actually, um, set aside one hundred and twenty, uh, one for you, one for her. <laughs>
2: well, okay, that might be more accurate nice. uh, than than just the sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm down, just FYI, because I, I know I keep getting shit about this. Uh, I'm down to 798 cigars.
1: Oh, well uh, under 800. That's Ooh, not he's well
2: under 800. Order. That's two under 800.
3: He's got, he's got five more boxes on order.
2: Uh, right. <laughs> I, haven't, I have not purchased uh, a cigar. And I just looked at 795 is where I'm at. So well under 800. Uh, I, I haven't purchased a box of cigars in at least... Two hours, three weeks, <laughs> <laughs> three weeks. Okay, yeah, I, I, it feels odd. Not like I don't have to look at the mail. Like I have informed delivery through the USPS to see when when boxes are coming, so I know. It feels it feels a little weird. I, I'm going to be honest. I feel a little off uh, off kilter a little bit. Like, like things you're, are not right yeah, with the universe.
1: Yeah, kind of like you're itching to to get something in the mail.
2: Well, no. I'm not. I don't have itching, but Rob no, does. No. He, just, he said he had to clap earlier. That.
3: All right. Um, happy birthday to Thomas Jane, um, also known as uh, Miller on The Expanse. He turned 51 yesterday. Happy He's birthday. He's also known as
2: The Punisher.
3: And The Punisher, yep. yes. He played but The Punisher. We haven't, uh, we haven't reviewed The Punisher, so.
2: Well, that's because that's literally, I mean, it's more sci-fi than eleven twenty-two sixty-three, but it's not sci-fi.
3: Right. True. Yeah. Um, also, happy birthday to Jerry Ryan. She turned 52 yesterday.
2: Yeah, I don't uh, care. She could be 102 if she looks like that.
3: Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying happy birthday to her. It was birthday yesterday. I have a um, birthday
2: present for you, Jerry.
3: I do I too, have, but uh, let's give it a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> I want to get you infected.
1: Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Don't give Jerry Ryan Corona media. <laughs>
3: Cro- cor- Corona media. Yeah, right. Yeah. That'd <laughs> or be the best. clap. Don't. <laughs> yeah. And then this one is for, uh, this is mostly for the listeners that also do BGA, Bad Gamers Anonymous. You should go check it out. There is a sci-fi MMO coming to Steam in May for early access called Population Zero. Go check it out, uh, BGA, and do a review because I'm too lazy. Um, (laughs) Wow. It it popped up. I have keywords sci-fi and sci-fi MMO came up. I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll throw that in. And if
2: if sci-fi is in your keywords, you know what won't ever pop up?
3: 112263. Correct, correct. Untrue. Yeah. Um and the last thing is um uh, later on in the podcast uh we will take a couple minutes to listen to the official Jason's wrong song.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 uh, wait. We need to establish why I'm wrong first because I don't uh, think that's been fully established yet.
3: Rio Rios is not a hologram.
1: And how do you know for sure? I mean it's looking Wh- more and more likely like he's not. Okay. I will give you that. Okay.
3: Why? Why? And this is this is it. Why would the crew be worried about a lizard dude knowing whether or not a hologram lies when a hologram doesn't give off pheromones? Done bitch. Dun. I added bitch for effect.
2: Yeah. And he knew that he had breakfast.
1: Are
3: you sure you didn't Holograms type in Crowley it? and it auto corrected to bitch? I yeah, it did hate it, a you little use. bit. Yeah. Oh my! Anyway, so there it is. I I don't know what other proof you need. I will admit, yeah, that's wrong. a that's a definite yes, definite question yes. that
1: that pretty much makes it likely that he's not a hologram. <laughs> pretty
3: much makes pretty much, it likely yeah. he's not yeah. going to come out and straight up a minute. He will um, wait until the, will the series let, ends. We will let the song do the talking for him.
2: I I honestly think he needs to admit it and say yes, I was wrong. And then the All song right. plays. What if
1: I admit you know, I'm wrong, and then they reveal later in the series that oh, he actually is a hologram, and we can actually you can explain pick this some away. Kind
2: of, fine. Then you can pick some kind of lame ass song for the two of us and make mm-hmm. uh, and make us admit that we're wrong. Yeah. That we were doubly wrong. Not only were we wrong about Rios, but we were wrong about you being wrong. I'm okay with that because I'm fairly confident. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. We're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: I'll admit my theory about Rios being a hologram is. Statistically likely he can't to be wrong. You can't say <laughs> he can't it. You can't say it. You
2: can't do it. That's amazing. Oh, wow. No, uh, that's, that's just so bad. I just admitted oh, it. No, you didn't. No, no, okay. no, you didn't. You it's need like, to say, guys, like I was It's like
3: apologizing, wrong. but not really apologizing.
2: Yeah. You need to say, guys, I was wrong. I, Jason, was wrong. That's what you need to say verbatim.
3: We can wait. We. Uh, yeah, I, I've got all day. We we've got only thirteen minutes in this episode. Let's keep going. (laughs) We can wait for it. All right, I was wrong about the hologram.
1: Perfect. Unless I wasn't, in which case you two are both gonna get it. (laughs) Oh sure.
2: Where's the song? Was the song playing the whole time? I I love that song. It's such a fun song.
1: It is. I'll have to add it in later.
2: That's it. That's it for news. There's no more news. That
1: that was it. Yeah. Well then, who's ready for a Jason is wrong pod crawl? Oh yeah. (laughs) I was born ready. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The
2: pod crawl. pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information.
0: The show opens 13 years earlier with some torture porn. Star Trek style as a butcher in a lab coat is dissecting a skep without anesthetic. Seven of Nine bursts in to save the day, but she's too late to save her charge as she puts him to rest in a mercy killing. Jump to two weeks in the past and Maddox is meeting with his loan shark who just so happens to be the Borg implant harvester from earlier. He's explaining that the Tal Shiar blew up his lab and he can't pay back his loan. Loan sharks have never, in the history of loan sharking, liked hearing they won't get paid back, and this time is no different, so Bijazel slips him a roofie and locks him up. Back on The Mermaid, Raffi has located Maddox, and some other rando, on Freecloud. It seems Maddox is under tight security, and the only way to get him loose is to dress up as pimps and pirates and trade Seven for him. <laughs> Raffy rigs up some trick handcuffs, Rios channels his inner Huggy Bear while getting shot up by Jurati, and Picard pulls his old Pirates of Penzance outfit from the closet. Elna is stuck being a space samurai, which might still be the most unbelievable character of the group. Girati is tasked with transporter duties, which given her education and intelligence, should be a cakewalk, but she's freaking out like she's never seen a digital readout before. Rios beams down to the planet and into the bar where they're meeting BJazel and bouncing against the beat so badly that his pimp cover is immediately blown. Unless pimps in the 24th century suddenly have zero rhythm. Huggy Rios is sniffed up and down by Bup, BJazel's enforcer who can smell a fleas fart from 100 meters, and is entranced by the cured meats Rios had for breakfast. Bup is convinced Rios is cool, even in that outfit, and Picard beams down with Seven to meet BJJ. Pirate Picard, a Frenchman who has the worst French accent, sells Seven as unique enough to trade for Maddox, and when he rips off the hood, it seems BJ's and Seven, or Annika as she is called, have a past, and Seven is not happy with what BJ has done. Things go pear-shaped quickly, but for the first time in this series, Picard's speech actually works and he defuses the situation, Rios shoots up before he can sneak attack anyone, and the group beams back to La Sirena with Maddox successfully. But Seven will not be denied her revenge, and like the jilted lover she is sure to have been, she beams back down and kills Bjazel. then starts mowing through BJ's backup security detail which must have been made up of former Stormtroopers. Back on The Mermaid, Maddox is in sickbay recovering from gangster hospitality as Picard catches up and learns about other Dash on the artifact. Jurati is tending the med console for Maddox and shoes Picard out of the room stating her patient needs to rest up and die. She says some words to Maddox about how she has to atone for her part in making Dash and Other Dash, and Roll Jurati puts a virtual pillow over Maddox's face credits.
1: So this is uh, this was a much, much better episode than it was last week. Even, oh, hey, even still less with than an hour. Stupid pimp and pirate costumes. Uh it was it was a better I think it was a better story.
2: I think if this is the best episode so far. Mm. Uh, even better than the 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 three pilot or the three pilot episodes.
1: No, I wouldn't go that far, but it's oh, I would. I,
2: oh, I would I, I would. I absolutely loved this episode. There was you, I, I can't find a flaw with this episode. It stayed away from, from incest. It stayed away. <laughs> yeah, it stayed away from from uh, uh, other dodge and the stupid love story between her and uh, the guy who wants to have incest with his sister, or is it the other way around? I forget. It doesn't matter because they stayed away from it. They stayed away from all of it, and it showed you really what life in the Federation, when the Federation isn't the Federation,
1: is all about, or when the Federation pulls out. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, it, that's it, what she said. <laughs> uh, I bet Rob wishes he pulled out. hmm <laughs> So, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's life in the galaxy when the Federation kind of adopts the Monroe Doctrine.
1: Yeah. I thought the storytelling was a little tighter than, well, definitely the previous episode. And, and one of the reasons is we didn't get a flash over to the artifact so that we could see... Uh, days of our Dodge, or days of our other Dodge again. Um, yeah. But the there there was quite a bit of actual character development that didn't interfere with uh, with moving the plot forward either. Um, so we get a little well, bit with
2: Rafi and her. Yeah, we get a little kid.
1: bit of a glimpse yeah. into Rafi and and what happened with her whenever she went feet feet first into her investigation into the Romulans infiltrating Starfleet or Starfleet, working with the Romulans to create the Mars uh, crisis. And we get caught up on what happened with seven and nine after she got back f- to the alpha quadrant uh, on Voyager and what she had been doing in some of these intervening years.
3: I'd still like to see like w- what happened prior to that, you know, cause they got back way before the, the, uh, you know, it was going to blow up. Yeah, I think that you ship know. has sailed. Well, it wasn't yeah, like way before. No, no, I think intended. it was only like maybe six years before. Okay, fine. It'd still be kind of interesting. I I don't know. I'm kind of interested in what happened to all that shit. Well, I'm sure
2: we we'll, we might get some of that stuff. So because... Maybe in the
3: short treks or something like well,
2: that. Well, maybe, but I, I think it
3: well, probably
2: it is going to depend fast. more on how Picard does overall. And obviously I think it's doing pretty well. But Viacom and CBS are now the same thing again. They weren't for a while, and now they are again. So it's uh, CBS, Viacom, or Viacom, CBS, whatever the fuck they want to call themselves. So now Star Trek is all, again, once again, under the same roof. Whereas before, it wasn't. Before they had merged, they were under two separate roofs. Yeah, Paramount and... Paramount and... Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, so now that Viacom and, and CBS have that, uh, there's a lot of stuff in the works, a lot of stuff. There's a fourth Star Trek movie in the works. Oh, really? There might. Maybe. Yep. That, well, no, it's confirmed. Oh, uh, that, that's right.
1: A, that's the Noah Wiley Star Trek. Yep the,
2: no, yep, the Wiley Star Trek. And then there is a, like, they're still throwing around this Quentin Tarantino thing. Like, that's going to fucking happen. I don't, I uh, there,
1: think, I don't think that's going to happen.
2: There are three more Star Trek TV shows in the works. So there's what? There's uh, Section 31, which is going to star uh, the chick from Discovery. Uh, what's her name from the Mirror Universe, Empress? Whatever, I forget. They've got an animated uh,
1: show in the world. Giorgio, words.
2: yeah, Anna Giorgio, yeah, that's right. Empress Giorgio. Uh, there's going to be animated. There's an animated one. There's a, there's one. There's, I, I don't have the article in front of me, but there's a shit ton of stuff going on with Star Trek because of that. So you might get to see some of this stuff. Like did like so for example, did Cisco ever come back from the Celestial Temple? Like I don't give a shit because I really hated that character, but. You know, maybe we'll get to see that. Uh, maybe we'll get to see what Janeway's up to um and, and the rest of the Voyager crew. Maybe we'll get to see this stuff. But like, here's the thing. They've or, they're replacing actors left and right. This is like so Bruce Maddox, first time we see him. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the same actor. Eceb, not the same actor.
1: Well, and yeah, I don't understand close. why they replaced his actor. He looks close. Why? Oh, cause he said some really shitty fucking things, uh, during the whole, uh, Kevin Spacey thing. Who? The actor who did Ishib. Oh, really? Oh yeah.
2: I um, I missed that. Yeah. I, I but really-
1: the, the, the actor who's playing Bruce Maddox or who played Bruce Maddox, he's, yeah. he's like an, a, a professor at. Cal arts now or, uh, some university in California. So he's, he's not even really acting anymore.
2: I know, but I mean, again, so if you're going to kill the guy off and he's really only got five or six speaking lines, like how hard is it? Cause I'll be honest when Jerry Ryan first showed up, uh, it was rough. Like her scene with Picard, that was actually the first scene she, she shot with Patrick, <coughs> with Patrick Stewart, excuse me.
1: Oh and man, you are you tell. getting the corona media? I yes. hope
2: not. Is it coming through the mic? God damn, it does. Um, that's the first scene she uh, shot with Sir Patrick Stewart, and you could—I mean, you could obviously tell it. W- she wasn't seven of nine; she just wasn't. But by the time they shot, like when she kill, uh, killed Bejazel, which I'm going to just call end up calling her BJ or Vajj or <laughs> Bedazzled. Bedazzled. <laughs> Whatever she killed her and that, that monologue, that conversation she had, there she was seven of nine. because seven of nine always had was always holding back, right? She was always she was angry. She was angry, she wasn't boring, she was angry, she wasn't human. She was in this place where she didn't belong. And, and she was trying to figure it out. And we finally saw that when she got alone time. And you kind of saw bits and pieces of it when she when she had JJ by the neck, and and she was you know kind of I think that the went a little deeper than him.
1: just uh, VJJ chopping up her adopted son. I oh think, no, they were lovers. Yeah, I think they were yeah lovers, like you said. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, absolutely. That was absolutely uh, implied, without a doubt. That was implied. Oh,
1: so, but, was it just me or when the the first scene with uh, bedazzled? Uh, was on and she turned around. Did you think that was Deanna, Troy?
2: Yes, I did. And you're not the only one. I actually read an yeah, article that that said that like people thought that was Marina Sirtis.
1: Yeah, when she first turned around, I was like, oh, now we're getting Troy. And then I was like, no, that's that. No, I've seen her before in some other stuff. I can't remember exactly what, but yeah.
2: Yeah, no, she definitely had a Troy-esque look to her. And the jumpsuit didn't really help alleviate that.
1: No, it didn't. I don't mind, but it didn't.
2: Oh, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that for the first five seasons of TNG, that's all Marina Sirtis wore. And then in the sixth season, they went away from that and they gave her a uniform and they all went. Like, collectively, the producers went, well, fuck. She looks better in the uniform than she ever did in the fucking leotard in the jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. We, we really did her an injustice. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think it was around that time they uh, they stopped using her as a prop and actually used her as a character too.
2: I think, <clears throat> I mean, not to get too deep into the weeds here, but I think that that was what they wanted to do the whole time was not use her as a prop. They wanted her to be a character, but then they nerfed her after the pilot, for lack of a better term. Uh, her and her and uh, Riker had this imzadi thing going on, right, where they could uh, uh, they like telepathic could talk, could talk uh, yeah, to they each could, other, yeah. yeah. Because they had basically bonded mentally and intellectually and spiritually and not just, you know, like Riker bonds with everyone else physically. (laughs) (laughs) So, so they wanted to use her as that. And then they kind of nerfed her and like, ah, let's just make her a fucking empath and show her boobs. But I wasn't complaining, especially as, you know, a teenage kid. I'm like, fuck yeah, show me those boobs, Marina. So, yeah.
1: Anyway. All right, let's talk about the <laughs> elephant in the room and that's the fucking costuming in this show. What was wrong with it?
2: Want, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it
3: at all. Oh, come on. Really? Pirates and fucking okay. pimps. I, I, thought, is that I a porn? thought Elrond's. I think, um, think Elron's costume looked the crappiest. <laughs> it wasn't a
2: costume. <laughs> you don't
1: That's the to...
3: problem.
2: <laughs> I okay. Okay, so first I off,
1: to... Picard's sweater that he wore at the <laughs> beginning of the episode. Who who wears a sweater that zips up in the back?
3: Uh, that's the going trend in uh twenty twenty four yeah, twenty four century. Okay, that's yeah. fucking stupid. I don't want to wear Dude, clothes. Bring it back, 24th Chris Cross, century.
1: Okay,
2: Chris Cross <laughs> You want cross? Is gonna jump, make you. Jump. <laughs> Daddy <Wow>. Mac will <laughs> make jump. There's you a whole jump, segment jump. of our yeah. The Mac Dad will make you. There's a whole segment of our listeners I have no idea. I miss what the, the fuck bus. we're talking about. What are these idiots talking about? Okay, boomer.
1: (laughs) But no, I mean, I I understand it was done for comedic effect because the the bookends for this episode are really fucking dark. Uh, You open up with a dude getting his eyeball pulled out of his head while he's Uh, conscious. It wasn't a real eyeball?
3: You don't think that fucking hurt? It seemed like it hurt. Yeah, I know. It like hurt, the whole but point
2: I, was he didn't have anesthetic.
3: Yeah, but I don't. I don't think it was an actual like real eyeball. Uh, and the reason is because he had a um, he had a thing. You know, he had that eye thing when he was a Borg. Um, and the yeah, doctor it had replaced- two cords
2: on it. That's what they were doing was harvesting well, Borg parts.
3: Yes, but the the doctor had made a, a prosthetic eye that yes. looked like a real eye for seven. Um, and it probably had some wires that went down and hooked up into the cortical implant or whatever the ocular implant. I'm thinking that's what he did for Echop as well because he had one of those eye things Correct. originally. That's just why he she pulled it out. Regardless
1: get, of whether it's but he had a no real eye or yes. not,
3: it fucking hurt. Yeah, he
2: was massive amounts of pain.
3: He's just a pansy. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake.
2: Yeah, he didn't have corona media like I do.
3: Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: And the end of the episode, you know, uh Jurati is killing Maddox. He's basically bleeding internally.
2: Well, not death. just that. No, he was just holding his breath. Seven of nine goes full vigilante. Right. Which I mean, so the, the whole thing like there's literally twenty minutes of a little bit of humor. And even that is broken up with with Rafi and her interaction with her son.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty dark, too. I mean, this is a mom who's trying to get her, her shit straight and trying to reconcile with her kid, but it's too late. He's moved on, and he's not it's, ready to it's forget. It's not
2: just that. It's, is she's that a not,
1: Vulcan or a um I think that was, that was a Romulan. A that was a,
2: uh, I thought it was a Vulcan. She had the whole haircut going on and everything.
1: Yeah, but the Romulan haircuts are similar, and she had those big, like, bushy eyebrows. And she.
2: I, I, okay, look, I don't. I hope this doesn't like sound wrong, but she looked darker. Like her skin looked like Vulcan skin. Not, it didn't have the greenish hue that you normally get with Vulcans or with uh, Romulans. It had a a orange kind of tan feel to it, almost like our president. (laughs) (laughs) like like, maybe Trump's Vulcan. I don't fucking know. Oh God. Anyway, look, look, neither here nor there. This is what, like, let's talk about Rafi and her son for a second because she was all about trying to make the connection with him, right? Like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm clean now. And it was never really about her not being clean. It was about, it was about the conspiracy and that's what started her down the rabbit hole. And that's what he blamed. And when he, when he called her on that, holy shit, Like, she went from this apologetic, very humble, like, I fucked up. I'm here to make amends to, what the fuck are you talking about? That is a real conspiracy. Shit is going down. You don't even understand. Like, she snapped. And just the, I I really wanted to just point out the acting there. I thought she did a phenomenal job. uh, Yeah. Going from zero to 60. And at the same time, it shows you that she's so passionate about what she believes that there's probably something to it.
1: Well, we know there's something to it because Maddox said the same thing at the end of the episode. And I will give her props. This is probably the that was probably the best acted scene that that actress has had so far in the series. She's been pretty fucking flat throughout the 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 scenes that she's been in so far. But I think uh, yeah, I think I that's think probably research. the best scene that she's had.
3: A little research on the fly. Pell is a female Romulan.
2: Wow. All right. Look at you. Nicely done. Nicely done. Moving on. I guess it would make sense because she did show a little of a a little emotion there. Yeah. But
3: but But no, I mean, we we know that
1: there's a conspiracy because Maddox is saying the same thing. And that's why he sent Dodge and other Dodge to where he sent them, because he's trying to uncover more of that conspiracy, which also means that Hugh probably doesn't have anything to do with Maddox. And... We also found out what uh, mom is or who mom is. It's a it's an AI that he put in their head to help them in, in times of stress and activate them if needed. Yep.
2: Absolutely. I, I, which is what we kind of talked about before, right? The software program. It's all she only sees it. Nobody else sees yep. it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things. It's starting to come together. There's literally three episodes left. And then it's over. So... Three yeah. more weeks man, and we I, hopefully like they put a bow on this and then we see what the next adventure is for Picard and it's not gonna turn into this long drawn out thing where Picard's constantly chasing the same thing for two or three seasons
1: no oh, I got a question oh. for you guys yeah do you watch it uh through a web browser or do you watch it through the CBS app
2: oh uh, the app the on app. TV yeah on through TV. my fire stick 4K fire through, stick
1: through my fire TV Interesting because I normally watch it through the app on my Apple 4K, but okay. uh, I watched it again you- through a web browser, and this time on the web browser, I actually got a preview for the next episode. I don't get that yeah, whenever I, a I watch yeah, it I on. A yeah, I don't get that whenever I watch it on my Apple
3: 4K. Well, uh, that's because you're a loser.
2: Yeah, they know you're a loser. Yeah, they don't let losers see what's coming up.
3: Really? You know what else I get? And they missed it whenever I did it through my
1: browser. So (laughs) both of y'all can fucking shove right the fuck off.
3: (laughs) I get commercials on my app.
2: Well, that's because you don't pay for it. I pay for it. So I don't get commercials. I I pay the actual. Who's
3: the loser? Uh, Well, Rob's always
2: been the loser. I mean, that's neither here nor there. It's just a fact. So there, okay. Look, there are a couple of Easter eggs I really want to point out before we get any further. Yeah. Quarks Bar. Mott's Hair Emporium. anybody catch that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Tranya, uh, the drink Tranya, the one that uh, uh, made yeah, Maddox go I, I didn't go catch loopy. that
1: one. I mean, I know it's. From, I don't. I don't know the know. drink. I don't know what that's from.
2: Tranya, it's from the Cor, uh, Corbomite Maneuver, which is an episode of the original series that had none other than child actor Clint Howard.
1: I don't know who that is.
2: Uh, Ron Howard's brother. Oh, okay. Uh, he played uh, Bollock, who was just this little midget looking alien. Can he, is midget bad? Yeah, dwarf? you can't say looking midget. Little it's little people. Little? Per, are you sure? Yes. Okay, whatever. Uh, you can well, say whatever dwarf word too. is not offensive to that group of people. That's the one
3: I. It's use. Too late. You already said midget. Uh, he, who plays? <laughs> Rob's <laughs> gonna keep saying it because <laughs> of the corona media. <laughs>
2: Uh, So he plays that. Uh, Basically what it is, is uh, he's testing uh, humans and they pass the test. Uh, Kirk basically, like they're in this standoff and uh, he is uh, like more powerful than the Enterprise. But Kirk bluffs him and says, hey, we've got this stuff called Corbomite that'll not only blow us up, but it'll blow you up too. So if you destroy us, you destroy yourself. And so he's like, okay, well, I'll back off, knowing full well that they don't have this thing, and then his ship gets into trouble, quote unquote. And then Kirk has to decide whether or not to go back and he goes back. They invite he invites them on board, so he, the doctor and Spock, all go on board and he's like, drink some Tranya," <laughs> in this weird, creepy Clint Howard way. Uh, and they drink Tranya, and that was the that was the drink. Okay. Uh, and when uh, seven of nine stepped onto the transporter. To go kill uh, JJ or bedazzled JJ which is weird. Uh, the Voyager theme, a portion of the yeah, Voyager theme Yeah, I did play.
1: catch that, yeah. That was super cool. That was a nice callback. All right, so how does a Frenchman do such a French or bad French accent?
3: <laughs> I think he was overacting. <laughs>
2: That was pretty good. Yeah. I, I I thought it was, I thought it. he was trying to be over the top. Oh, I know. Was, I know. It
1: was just it so was, bad. It was kind it was of cringeworthy.
2: It was so bad. It was good though. I thought, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And then he switches again, just great acting. Cause he goes oh, yeah. from 60, just, 60 just to, to zero. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, wait a minute. What? And then Eleanor is like, are we, are we done pretending? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I think Elnor—he's like, the straight or he's the straight man here. He has no clue what's going on. I think he plays it pretty well. I mean, he's yeah. He's just to there to
3: cut heads off mm-hmm. if need be. Which exactly? I mean,
2: I, I thought was a
1: little bit of a, a miss here that they didn't use Elnor more than what they did because they made such a production. I mean, it was an almost an entire fucking episode to bring him onto the crew, and then they almost basically ignore him during this episode. And this really could have been where he shined because he's the fucking bodyguard, and he did nothing. Yeah, I think this he episode was out of
3: his element, though. He was way out of his element.
2: Well, no, he got the gun, and then he got the two chicks who had guns, and
3: well, he picked up the gun, them yeah. away, yeah.
2: So he did something. He like, picked up guns, Unprompted. Yeah, unprompted. Uh, he not like didn't was like, meet, hey, years of training to and... pick
1: up guns. Uh, maybe he did.
2: Look, if I'm standing there, right, I wouldn't know to pick up the fucking gun. I'd be pissing myself. (laughs) Fucking this guy's like, I'll pick up the guns. I'll get these two bitches over here. Let's go. Let's go over here. And all the while, like if I was Rios, again, this just shows why I'm not in Starfleet. Uh, If I was Rios, I would have been jumping into action right away. But Rios, being a little bit uh, Captain Kirk and a little bit Commander Riker,
1: I think he was. Drunk. I think he was fucking stoned to the gills. <laughs> I mean, did you see him whenever he was talking oh, with yeah. Vup the when at the table right before uh, oh, oh, yeah. when Vup started sniffing him? You know, in a really creepy fucking way. Yeah, he was fucking stoned out his well, ass. He was
2: meant to be. Do you oh, think, I know. Do you think
1: it was the uh, the shot? No. Yes, I, it was. I, the oh, shot. yeah. The the hypo spray. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because that was to to uh, mass. It was Rafi's home cooking. Yeah. And it was yeah, it was a meant, fucking beta uh, blockers, uh, I guess, so he didn't have a heart attack
1: or high blood pressure, and then some fucking roofies and uppers, and
2: who knows what. I don't know, but all of a sudden he looked pretty, pretty cool and calm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love everything about this episode. It was so good. So
1: when Maddox was talking with Picard, or no, when Mac- Maddox was talking with gerardi he mentioned sung he mentioned his work and sung's work and then gerardi yeah. made the the uh, contribution that, that made it all gel is there another sung was was he talking about no, no no he's he, talking about noonian
2: sung so he's I mean, he's, he's take,
1: basically just taking what noonian sung started and and carrying yeah, it on is what he was right, you right, don't right. think there's another right. sung in the equation no. here
2: no well well there might be the one from uh, enterprise noonian sung's dad uh, but probably not also FYI played by Brent Spiner, uh, uh, Noonie soon. Uh, you guys remember what his
3: nickname was? No, not data
2: often wrong. Oh yes. Yes. That's right. Often wrong soon. A little bit of Star Trek trivia for you. Yeah. I forgot about that. I think this episode, I think this episode flipped a light switch for me on what, what it's really about. Maybe even what, TNG was all about. So TNG was always about humanity, right? Whether it was data's humanity or, you know, whether it was finding your humanity or losing it, what being human means. Like we've talked about this in other episodes where we deal with Picard. But for this one, it really kind of, for me anyway, it crystallized all of those themes that we've talked about for this series. And it was always, for me, it was like, why Why are we going through this again in Picard? Was it Data? And we've talked about that. I talked about that at length on a couple episodes back. Was it, you know, is this all about Data's humanity and what it means to be human, what it means to carry on, uh, you know, as a human? You know, or, or is it is it uh, Dodge or other Dodge finding their humanity? And what, are they going to try to find out what it means to be human? You know, what is what is what is it really all about? I think it has more to do with Picard <laughs> than it does anything else. Yeah. And the conversation that he had with Seven of Nine, right before she stepped on the transporter to go kill uh, Bedazzled Vajayjay, uh was, you know, hey, do you remember? She's like, when you got back from the Borg, did you did you get all of your humanity back? Or did you get your humanity back? And he's like, he didn't yes. say anything. And she's like, all of it. And he's like, no. And he's like, but we he's like you and she's like, no, but you know, we're trying to, we do this every damn day. Right. Like we're trying to get it back every damn day. Yeah. They're they're working on it every day. Right. And so it has more to do this episode. I think with Picard finding his way back to space, Picard finding his way back to humanity, which is something he's always had to do since being uh, uh, brought into the collective since being assimilated as a Borg. And so I don't think we really saw how being assimilated affected him. We saw bits and pieces of it in
1: the Star Trek
2: movies. Yeah. Um, Yeah, especially in First Contact. We saw it a lot because he hated the Borg.
1: Well, and not only that, but in some of the TNG episodes when the Borg came back and kind of called out to him as Locutus.
2: Oh, Hugh. The Hugh episode. Yeah. Where I I Borg, where he was like, "I I want to fucking annihilate them. To want to wipe out the entire race. And it took Jordy being like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it, man. Like you come down here and you talk to him. And if you want to do it after that, that's on you. And so he went down there. It took one of his bridge officers, one of his command crew to be like, I'm not fucking doing this. You need to, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself kind of deal. And once he talked to Hugh, he's like, I can't do this. He's like, cause there's hope. Right. And so there's that, that, that there's hope. I thought it was great how that was a callback where, where Jerry Ryan uh, seven and nine, you know, tells bedazzled. I wasn't going to tell him that there's no mercy out here. Somebody's got to have hope, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I, it, so for me, it just crystallized all these themes that what Picard the show is really all about. And it, I was way off.
1: And I think this is also a journey of redemption for Picard too, for giving up after Starfleet told him, no, the, uh, during the, Mars incident. Uh, he basically just turned his back on everything. All of the work that he had done up to that point, all of the promises that he had made to the people that he was trying to save. He just, you know, said, fuck it and turned his back and went to his chateau and nobody is holding back on reminding him about that shit, including seven and nine. And I think this is a, this is not only him continuing to try and find the, uh, the, the lost humanity. After being uh, assimilated by the Borg, but also trying to make up for lost time and make up for the promises that he broke whenever uh, he turned his back and gave up on everyone.
2: Now, I, I would agree with that. I, I would agree with that for sure. It's a, It's got to be a humbling experience for him, which that's part of being human. It's part of humanity, being humbled. But Jason knows about that because he just had to admit that he was wrong on this episode.
3: <laughs> barely. Barely did it. I said it. <laughs> I'm going to put your yeah. fucking song up. It hurt. It hurts so bad. I know. I, well,
2: I loved it. I loved every minute of it.
3: He threw up a little bit in his mouth.
2: Oh, it <laughs> looks
1: like, uh, it looks like, oh, command or Commodore. O is definitely Satvaj. Apparently she has shown Dr. Gerati whatever it is that the Zatvaj know that makes them she go fucking insane things. or
3: something. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. She that's knows. how they converted her.
3: I don't I mean, think, I mean, it, now it does. I will give you credit, Jason, for calling it out uh, back in, what, episode two or whatever when she came in and shot the dude. You said she was she was playing the other side. I'll give you credit for that. Good job. But I don't think she was playing the other side until after O came through.
1: Well, that was after O came through.
3: Well, I know, but I'm saying prior to that, prior to uh, uh, Picard talking to her and all that other stuff. No, I no, I don't. I don't, I don't
2: think oh, she no, was no. either. Yeah, no, I don't either. I, which I thought she
3: was a spy. I thought she was a Zodvash
2: spy. So I was wrong. And I'm okay with that because you know I'm just just spitballing. It looked like it. It was set up that way. It was but that's the well, twist, she right? Is now she is. She kind of is it because you sit there and you go, man, she shot the guy. You know, O came and talked to her. She's got to be Zodvash, and it's like, no, she's not Zodvash, but she's still gonna do. What the Zotvash want her to do because they're just using her, which is such a Romulan thing to do.
1: Yeah. And and it's kind of her redemption arc, too. She's trying to redeem herself for making Dodge and other Dodge possible.
2: Okay. Can we just, for a minute, I just want to recognize that for years, years, the Romulans and the Zotvash, when they were at the height, the zenith, of their power and prosperity in the galaxy didn't go to these lengths to kill Commander Data. Yeah, that's true. Now here they are, fractured, spread out in the galaxy, refugees, and yet the Zat Vosh have infiltrated Starfleet, have killed one of the androids, and is now going to you know, they're in position. They could kill this one whenever they want, which why they don't, if she is the destroyer, is beyond me.
1: Yeah, that I mean, until we know exactly what the motivation for the Zatvaj is, we can't really put those two pieces it, together.
3: It seems like they are under the impression that there's more of her. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole thing is
1: Narek is trying to get information from other Dodge on where the other Sense like her are now whether she's aware of the other sense at this point or not is remains to be determined. I don't think she is. I think, uh, I think she would have to be activated by her mom AI in order to get that information. Yeah, or maybe because Dodge didn't seem to know anything about it even after she was activated, maybe they just don't know.
2: Well, Maddox doesn't or seem there are any. There's, yeah. He told Picard there were only two, Daj and Soji. So there are no more, at least none that Maddox has created.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So, then.
2: right. So, like, I, I don't know. But like, that's the, the big.
1: But Narek and his uh, incestuous sister seem to think there are.
2: Yeah. Well, the whole Vash do. Right. Or they just think that whatever she is, she is going to bring about the end of the galaxy.
1: But then, if that was the case, why not just kill her now? I mean, he's been close That's enough. What he's I had said. plenty of opportunity. Yeah. No, they think that there's more. They're trying to figure out who and where they are. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, I don't know how we, they're going to square that circle.
2: Uh they're going to have to do it in three episodes. So, I would imagine next week we're going to get a big chunk, and it's going to end on a cliffhanger.
1: It looks like it from the the
2: previews. Did uh, okay in the previews? Like, don't let me forget. There's something very important that I want to I want to talk about. In the previews, though, at the very end, didn't that look like a Yes. Coming up? Yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I
1: bet it's a flashback, but yeah. I, oh, bet I it, hope not. So all of the episodes have started with a flashback to, you know, 14 years, two weeks. They've, they've pretty much all started in the past to give you some backstory, yeah. all the cold yeah, opens. F- so I bet that's probably going to be the cold open for next
2: week. Could be. I just want to hear him say it, man. I just want to hear him say it. Resistance, resistance is futile. 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 Yeah. Because he, oh, oh. he says futile. <laughs> ah, resistance is futile. <laughs> oh, resistance. <laughs> futile. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Fucking Pepe Le Pew. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, so and Hefe so doesn't mean old man.
2: No, no. He That was, I saw, I thought that too the first time I saw it, but when I watched it again today that was he said the old man and the kid are going to be in a in in some shit if you kill her because they're going to be wanted so you can't do it oh, with them
1: okay. here okay okay so he was and calling so, back to that because after he, he was, said yeah. that after he said okay jefe i was and then he goes old man indeed and i was like jefe doesn't fucking mean old man it means
2: boss i thought that the, i dude seriously i had the exact same reaction i'm like that's what but when i watched it today i was like oh Okay, no, I got it now. Okay. There's a callback to that part. Gotcha. All right, so there are some Star Trek fans. This is what I want to talk about. It, 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 for me, this is pretty important. There are some Star Trek fans out there who are upset at the amount of gratuitous violence yep. in this episode. And there are some Star Trek fans out there that are just upset at this series. I swear of Christ, we become more like Star Wars fans every fucking day. Uh, that are uh, more upset that this series is not following uh, what Gene Roddenberry envisioned. Which is, you know, a utopia that Starfleet is always uh, benevolent and, and 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 gracious and, and you know, works for the, the greater good.
1: But even the even the new or the next generation series didn't hold true to that all the time.
2: Agreed. Not all the time. Or and the original were, series. And I think and that well I think the original series. The original know, series didn't did really
3: touch on that for that no. that much. Uh, no. under, what is it? Undiscovered country. Oh, there Star Trek. Whole- yeah.
2: Star Trek six. I like that, but that, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. No, but, but the whole thing was that it would, that was just, which by the way, the, the admiral in, in Star Trek six, the undiscovered country, I don't remember his name right now, who was part of that whole plot to start a war with the Klingons. He ended up playing Cisco's dad on DS9. Anyway, back to what I was saying. That was, that was just rogue elements in Starfleet and then the rest of Starfleet went after them. It wasn't at the, it it wasn't at the top. It wasn't Starfleet intelligence. It wasn't at the top who was saying, Hey, we had, we had, you know, Federation had races that were going to back out. If we, if we helped the Romulans, it was better for us not to help them. It was literally Starfleet shirking or their duties. It was the Federation shirking their duties. Mm Mm-hmm. That so it's it, it it is a departure. But here's the thing. And we see this in in, in Western culture, and I'm gonna say it again. I think I've said it before. When you have so much prosperity, when you have unlimited resources and a lot of time on your hands, like we do here in Western culture, what happens to society is society gets bored. And what when you happens, start masturbating. What happens when the <laughs> masturbation's lost its fun? Not to it's quote a, a not to quote a song.
3: Thanks, Green Day. You
2: guess like Green Day. There you go. Uh, what happens when when that when that happens? What does society do? Well, you kind of see that. And what happens when you have a superpower, the Federation? We talked about this earlier. Pull back and say, "No, we're not going to. We're not. We're going to shirk our duties. We're going to shirk our responsibility, and we're going to just let whatever happens happen." Okay, so, rah, so rah. What happens? Well, you get this. You get. Black market Borg parts. You get uh, Romulans running amok. You get Starfleet going. Eh, I don't want to mess with anything, man. Eh, it's not my, not my call. It's not my, it's not my job. Yeah, that's when you, you remove
1: yourself from the table, you don't get a say as to what goes on at the table.
2: Right, and that's essentially what they've done. And so you have folks like the Fenris Rangers that Seven of Nine is a part of. Where, you know, Picard starts the lecture in this episode. is great. She's like, I'm not here for a lecture. She's like, there is no law here. We are the law. Like, literally, you know, she, it was a line from fucking uh, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. I am the law. And Picard's like, all right, well, fair enough. But who, you know, who made you judge during? She's like, fuck you. <laughs> she's like, that's not why I'm here, man. You were in trouble. I came to help you. You know, you know. just say fucking thank you and I'll get the fuck out. So, she, you know, there's a code of honor that she has. And then she broke it. She broke it because of what happened to her son, to her kin, to echeb to her friend. And so this is what you get. And so I. it's not so much that this isn't Gene Roddenberry's vision for Star Trek. And it's not so much that there's so much violence in this episode. It's People are just looking at those things and having a knee-jerk reaction and not logically thinking through what happens in these situations. And this is the story that they're telling. And I really think, I mean, if you're going to, I just compared Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans. If you're going to compare the storytelling in Star Wars to the storytelling in Star Trek, one is much better than the other much better spoiler. It doesn't have a fucking (laughs) Wookiee.
1: Well, and, and so I think that the star Trek fandom is starting to fall into the same kind of trap that the star Wars fandom is falling into where they're projecting what they want the series to be. And when the series doesn't turn out to be what they want, they're dejected. They're they get upset instead of accepting the series for what it is. And judging it based on that and not what they wanted it to be. Because anytime you you build something up in your head and it turns out not to be what you built up in your head, of course, you're going to be disappointed. But if you judge it based off of what you think it should be, then you're not judging it fairly. You're judging it in a very, very biased way. And that's not really fair to this, this show.
2: Well, I, I agree, which I think is why the storytellers, why the writers, why the, the producers... Uh, and why the direct they went away from what we knew they went away from. I mean, this is how many years in the future. This is how many years after uh, after the last after Nemesis, like it's it, 20 years. Well, and
1: even the showrunner, when when people were complaining that, oh, my God, there's cursing in the Federation. There's never been cursing in the Federation. It's an ideal an ideal society. There's no cursing. The, the, the showrunner's address that they said no there was no cursing in the original series or the next generation because of the FCC, not because of the federation society right humans are messy there's always going to be cursing in our
3: culture and there Uh, was cursing in the original series it was just in Klingon.
2: right yeah no that's true and uh data cursed (laughs) okay so i don't like that's not it's never been a thing I, i think you're right they fall into that trap and I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to analyze right now as you say that why I didn't fall into that trap because I would like <laughs> I maybe I may have been uh, guilty of doing that with Star Wars and then again I may not because it's literally just shit um, <laughs> like I didn't project anything on that that's just a big I think you projected turd. some
1: things on it but it's not great no
2: right so I, why didn't I do that with this why am I just letting the characters be. And see how they react in the, the setting that they've given us, that the storytellers have given us. And that's really all it is, is right? So they make the sandbox and they've changed the rules in the sandbox because of J.J., ostensibly because of J.J. and what he did to Romulus. So they've changed the dynamic in the galaxy. It makes sense that now you are dealing with the fallout. And it can take you in so many different places. But how these characters react, like Picard standing up for what he thinks is right to the point of leaving Starfleet, spot on. Yeah. Spot on for the character. Him retreating, there might be an argument to be made about him retreating and and becoming a a, a hermit.
1: Well, but I think that speaks to his character because I think he had gotten so full of himself. He had been right for so fucking long that to be finally rejected, I think that fucking pissed him off. He was
2: like, fuck you. I'm taking my toys and going home. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. And so I think, but I think there's an argument that could be made either way. Uh, What happened to the rest of them? Like what happened to seven of nine, I think is a great example, right? Because she was by the end of Voyager. She was, she was Starfleet. She wanted to be Starfleet. She, she wanted to stand for something. She wanted to be better than what she was. She wanted to be part of something that was greater than what she was. And still retain her individuality. It gave her the exact, it gave her what she needed from the Borg. And it also let her keep her humanity. And now we see what that humanity costs her. And that humanity costs her like getting angry, getting so righteously angry that you were willing to take a life. Yeah. So I have zero issue. With the storytelling, I have zero issue with, and all you Star Trek fans out there that want to fucking be Star Wars fans, go to that toxic fandom. Go to that, okay? Because there's fucking room for you. You can be a fucking voice in a fucking ocean of people screaming because I don't give a shit. But this, this series is showing you something different. And just because you don't like different, you would have bitched if it was safe. You would have bitched if they would have just brought everybody back and have been a big fucking nostalgia fest. So there was no making you happy. I like this series. I like it for what it is. I think it sets up future television shows that we all want, that we all want in this timeline and in this time with this technology where we can do callbacks to characters that we grew up with. We all want that. So, I implore you, Star Trek fans, to please, for the love of God, shut the fuck up. And if you can't, go bitch at fucking Lucas, because that son of a bitch couldn't tell a story if his life fucking depended on it. <laughs> oh, James,
1: I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Does this episode of Star Trek Picard with the space pimps and the space pirates and the space samurais, is it more sci fi than 112263?
2: this episode of star trek picard had transporters it had laser guns it had uh, uh nanites it had technology so far advanced that i can't i can't comprehend it yes this episode took me to motherfucking flavor town gangster oh, oh, fucking hate you <laughs> Just be happy. Just be happy I've only done it twice.
1: No, that's like the fourth time. Three, <laughs> Three or four. God
2: damn it. Look, man. Look. Fucking Picard is the captain of the nice. USS Flavor Town. <laughs> final thoughts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any final thoughts after that either.
2: What a shitty Bruce Matters. Rob, give us your I haiku. Said.
3: All right. The title of this is Flavor Town. Oh God! It. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh hell no. All right. The title of this is called New Talents. Shitty Thug Picard. Seven makes a red smoothie. Maddox holds his breath.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done again. Wow. Very nice, Rob.
1: Yeah.
3: All right. Who's got awards? Yep. Rob, who's got oh, your yeah. black lung? Uh, Rios. Okay. I think he went through three cigars.
2: He did. I counted. Yeah. You did. <laughs> James. Rios, because not only did he go through three cigars, but he has a three-finger pouch with a cutter on his hip at all times. Way to go, Rios. Okay.
1: Yeah, Rios is getting my black lung as well. Uh, Crowley, who's got your head lush?
2: My head lush goes to Captain Rios for ordering <laughs> a foo foo drink with two motherfucking umbrellas.
3: Okay. Good god. <laughs> Rob. Rios getting his drink on with two umbrellas. Oh my god.
1: I know. Well, mine's actually going to go to 7 for uh downing getting the bourbon drink on with like a umbrellas. pro.
2: <laughs> she did, didn't she? Yes, she did. God, that woman is just the epitome of sexy. Yes.
3: Uh Rob, who has your who has your player? Uh, I'm giving it to J for uh playing 7 all those years ago. Okay?
2: James? Oh, nice. Uh mine goes to uh 7 for playing Picard like a motherfucking fiddle in Flavatown.
1: Uh mine's going to uh Gerardi for you know, hooking up with Maddox and then killing him because of the shit that Zat Vaj put into her brain.
2: Like a praying mantis. Yep.
1: Or a black widow. We can call her the Black Widow now. No, we can't. No. No. All right. She's not ScarJo. Okay. Sorry. Not even close. Sorry. Uh, James, who has your purple hippo?
2: Man. Okay, So this is a tie. (laughs) Okay. This is a tie between Bruce Maddox for when he drank the Tranya. Mind your motherfucking Tranya. All right. Like if someone offers you a drink and they bring you an empty glass and their glass is already full, don't fucking drink it. God damn it. Jesus, like it's not that hard. Uh, s- second, uh, the tie goes also uh, to Captain Rios because whatever shit he got in that in that hypo spray. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: Rob,
3: um, Purple Hippo goes to me for podcasting on a Z-Pack, Dayquil, and cough drops.
1: With the, Z-pack the Corona fuck you up?
3: with the Corona media. Yeah, yeah. Z-Pack's just no.
2: antibiotics. Uh,
3: and I have Dayquil. And I'm sucking on cough drops.
2: Okay, but DayQuil doesn't fuck you up either. That's NyQuil.
3: Dude, don't argue with me. (laughs) My brain is not there. All right, so
1: mine's going to Rios for the uh, hypo spray mixture that he got from Jaffe. And he know it had to have been good coming from Jaffe, because I think Jaffe pretty much knows her shit. Rafi? Rafi, yes. Rafi. Rafi with an R, not a J.
2: I don't know who Jaffe is. Are you just stuck on Vijay B- B- I
1: don't know. I may have the Corona media.
2: Look at a Dayquil, a Z-Pack, and a cough <laughs> drop, and apparently you'll be tripping balls. <laughs> who fucking knew?
1: Oh man! So next week we will uh, continue with Star Trek Picard. I do want to mention to all of our listeners, especially our Patreon supporters, that. The great big list of sci fi titles is out on smokinganddrinkinginspace.com. And And for a limited time, we have got, or we're going to allow our Patreon supporters to suggest a title for us to review. Uh, Just uh, go to our Discord server, which is also linked on our website. Uh, Go to the Patreon only channel, which is the uh, bus station. And put in <laughs> your your suggestion. You'll get a handy while you're there.
2: Uh, you might also get Corona Chlamydia.
1: Yeah, uh, Corona Media. Uh, put, put, put in your suggestion there. And once we get through Picard, we have a couple of uh, episodes, special episodes to go through. And then we will start our listener submitted episodes. So get out there, make your submission, and uh, we'll we'll cover it. Also want to mention that uh, Kiro- uh, Keanu Reeves Day petition is still out <laughs> there Corona, day. Corona day. media day, day is is going to be yeah. the Keanu Reeves day uh petition is still out there for you to sign up that's also linked on our website smoking and drinking
2: go sign the damn petition I want a fucking Keanu Reeves day it should be a national holiday it really should it really should Uh, Bad Gamers Anonymous has also
1: uh, started up again so you can go to badgamersanonymous.com and subscribe to the new episodes there's a couple new hosts Kat and Austin um, and they'll be revealing another new host this week so uh, go check that out but that's all we got for this week our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Machette if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel, which is linked on our website at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at Outlook.com. If you want to throw a few nickels our way and make a suggestion as to a title that we uh, review next, become a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash underscore podcast.
3: And for this week, I'm Jason. All right, let's listen to the Jason Wrong song. Didn't he play that earlier? Ah, yes. Jesus Christ.
2: Are you the fucking village idiot of Flavortown?
3: I was just (laughs) hoping he'd play it twice. I'm not playing it twice. You'll get it once. Yeah, you will. (laughs) You're going to get it twice.
1: Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Anything else y'all want to talk okay. about?
2: Are we can we can talk about CBC. Isn't this the first episode that's out?
1: Oh yeah, that's and, right, that's right. Yeah, I think I'll uh, I think I'll you, leave that as a cliffhanger you can do for it. next episode.
2: <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> oh Jesus, you're like a fucking Hollywood producer.
1: That's me. That's the saddest showrunner. <laughs>